This is the Esports Leads, the very first podcast about esports marketing and advertising. My name is Nico Zhantsev and I'm finally back. I'm united with my PC to record this podcast for you guys. So just a few words while we are doing this thing. So basically we want to help the industry, the esports industry to achieve creative success, to level up their marketing strategies, and basically create more outstanding projects that will go global. And yeah, this is the next episode. This is the second one and I have really great guests. Uh, Lemon De Green. He is an editorial director from Curate Agency, Paris. And if you work in the esports industry, you probably know these guys because they're pretty famous and amazing. They're working with huge non-endemic clients like Lion, Renault, Domino's Pizza, making such a huge commercials for the esports world that I'm sometimes, you know, like it's impressive. With Clement, we're going to talk about different things like how to work with non-endemic clients, how to educate them about the esports, and do you have to educate them? Maybe they are just coming to you when they are ready. We will also talk about possibilities and opportunities for non-endemic clients and how to get them if you were working you know, in the esports industry. So please welcome Clement Debrin. Yeah, and it's great to have you today, and yeah, I'm really excited to have this conversation about Hura and about you, the things that you already produce, the things that you're making right now, your passion, your role in the agency, your way to, you know, your creative approach. So we will, we should have a lot of fun here talking about, you know, esports and advertising and creativity. But let's start with the basic. Please, please tell the world, please tell me who are you and why you're working at Hura Agency and what does it mean to work in the esports industry? Yeah. All right, then. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Clément, Clément De Bruyne, or you just can call me Deb as a contraction of my, of my name. Uh, like I'm, tw- I'm 28. I've been working at uh, Hura for five years now, I guess. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be five years. Uh, and yeah, I've just like started uh, in uh, in advertising uh, after I've been graduated. Uh, I didn't plan actually to like uh, work in esports or gaming, etc. I had a like a path that uh, just led me to led me to like advertising agencies, etc. And the funny thing is that uh, actually in the very beginning, I was mostly doing like project management and stuff like that. Um, so my, uh, my first experiences were like in a, in a classical, classical agencies with project managements. Like I was searching for agency that could have that, uh, gaming vibe in a sense. And, uh, I just found Hoorah, like on the, on the web, like randomly. And, uh, it was just new. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was in Par- in in Paris. I, I was I was already living there, uh, so I was like, no, no way, no way, this exists. Uh, but I still I still tried, and uh, and yeah, uh, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. Uh, Mathieu and Angela, the two co-founders, trusted me right away, and uh, and uh, we starting getting the first Kura clients, and and now we're here. And here we go. Okay, yeah, I know, like, the things that you said, it's pretty 
hard to find, you know, esports creative agency, even gaming creative agency. It's not so simple to do, but we'll get yeah. there. You said that you've been doing and like kind of had experience in traditional advertising, right? Like back in agencies, but you've been like project or what was your journey like from the project into hurrah or from the project to creative to hurrah? How was the, how was the flow? How, what was your background, yeah. you know, to be where you are right now? But yeah, I've been, I've been in a small, small, uh, agencies in, in Paris, but also to, uh, Ogilvy right after, uh, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I needed to like, actually start looking for my first like real job because it was all internship after my, uh, uh, after, after school. So actually hurrah was my first job, like my first, uh, uh real job. So. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been there, and uh, we started like to just like looking for looking for clients because it was like the very beginning uh, of the agency. So I was doing basically everything. I, uh, you know, you know, you know how it is in like very small structures. So yeah, I I I just like learn on my own how to like do Facebook ads, etc. Because that was the first client that we the, we ever had. Uh, it was Strafe, the like a, a an app, an esports app that just like you know gives you the the results, the news, etc. Mm -hmm. They're still our clients. Uh, big shout out to them because they're they're uh, like, like one of the reason we're here, uh, and they were like uh, the first. One of the first to to trust us in the very early stages, uh, but yeah, I started basically doing any anything that could benefit the the agency. Mm -hmm. So also like prospections, calling like calling clients, uh, preparing presentation with like ideas we had together with uh, uh, Mathieu, CEO and uh, like creative director of the of the agency. Uh, so it was. In the very beginning, I had no like proper proper title in a way, uh, and then we we started to to be staffed more, etc. And uh, um, because I could like touch to various projects and uh, and subjects, uh, I tried also my luck in that uh, like uh, community management, also like uh, more uh, writing and uh, copywriting. Uh, and actually, I'm very lucky that like uh, Angela and Mathieu, so the two co-founders, uh, trusted me for that one because they were like, just like, oh, we we just like the the way you do, the way the way you do it, the way you write. You had some crazy ideas, so why why don't you just want to go for the copywriter role? And I was like, hell yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> I just I just wanted. Yeah. yeah. But. Before, before we will talk, if, you know, about being editorial director and what does it mean as a Hura agency, I want to ask you about your esports background and your, you know, your gaming background. Tell me, mm -hmm. in general, you know, do you play games? Do you play esports? Yeah, I do. I do play a lot of games actually. <laughs> but I like, yeah, since I'm, since I'm a kid, I always, I've always played games i started like on the on the on the game boy i was like playing tetris when i was like three years old my my mother was just like crazy about like 
she was just like watching me playing the game and my dad was just behind me like oh he actually know how to do the, <laughs> how to do the stuff etc and then you know the usual like consoles etc i remember my my dad had a, a pretty old console it was like the master system or something like this i remember so my dad had a console like even uh i don't know if it was before i was born but i was pretty pretty younger <laughs> so i've always been i always been in there actually so mm -hmm. uh when i was in high school i was playing a lot of uh, counter-strike uh it was counter-strike source it was the very beginning of counter-strike source if Already i'm not mistaken okay. yeah, yeah, yeah i started uh, I, I played a bit of 1.6 um and it was mostly in uh, like uh, cyber cyber coffees uh you know when we had uh, a pause uh, between the uh, lectures etc we just yeah, like yeah. went to the cyber coffee and uh <laughs> cyber cafe and just like playing some games etc Oh, man. Uh, I totally know they're saying I'm from this world <laughs> back in my time back when I was a kid I also you know went to like the whole night spending with friend, plan, friends exactly. playing in the small basement with the... <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of missing that vibe it's I'm kind of missing that vibe though it. one cool thing is that I, I, I still have like a, that uh, group of friends like when we were kids we were already doing the you know small land parties uh in the basements etc like we were 10 or 12 something like this and we are still seeing each other today from time to time and playing some cs or some warcraft uh like all times just to remember all times etc so i'm play i'm really happy to to still have that uh actually but that's yeah that was that was really good times and the cyber cafe also like those you, you can you don't really see it that much now yeah, this uh, because everyone is just like yeah playing at home etc. Uh, so that's also when I was starting to play uh, World of Warcraft <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot. And then it was like League of Legends, of course, since like uh, I guess I guess season two or something like that. Wow. Uh, I still play a lot today, uh, yeah. but like, more like casually with friends. You know, I've never really tryharded the the game. I'm just playing to have fun with the. Uh, with friends etc on discord notably like especially during the lockdown like there's there's a lot of nights where we just like hang out hang out on discord and just like play games together and mostly it's league of legends mostly because you know it's like super super mainstream actually for uh for pc gamers so a lot of lot of friends have that so i don't want to ask you like you said you said league of Legends. you said counter-strike and in general like makes sense for you to play, you know, a lot of games because you're working with these games. And I've seen you make uh, something for Dota 2, something for, uh, again, uh, Counter-Strike. So without the background of these games, and we will also talk about it, it will be, you know, way harder to make something mm -hmm. meaningful, especially for the community, yeah, because true. community, esports community can feel it immediately when you're not talking the same language. You're basically uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, that's why it's super important to actually play those games or at least know know the game and you know or asking or knowing people that know the, that know the game so that you can just ask and be like oh i had that id uh, i'm not pretty sure that's the way i should formulate that you know so can you please double check because i know you're a specialist and uh yeah at least playing but if you can't at least knowing people that play the, those games so. do you have your favorite game your favorite game in general and your favorite esports game but it's probably going to be league of legends or counter-strike right mm -hmm. 
Uh, speaking of esports, that's always been hard for me to to say, but uh, I I just go for Counter Strike. It's, it's an amazing game. Like uh, also to watch, like to to watch, it's just like super. It's also like super dynamic because you know in League of Legends, from time to time, you had those. It depends on the meta, but uh, you had those farming phase or people are analyzing each other, etc. CS is like it's rounds, so you have action every time and uh and big clutches uh big clutches potential etc so uh, gaming hmm that's actually a good question because i love to play those esports games but i also like to to be solo from time to time and to be like transported by just like great stories etc and for that i just need to go for uh, final fantasy oh wow that's unusual but which part yeah definitely the final fantasy 7 like the my like my my heart just goes with the Final Fantasy VII, like the 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 world they created, the the story they had, and uh, also they were like one of the first to talk about ecology because you had a real ecological message behind that behind that game. Uh, you know that those super big industries pumping the the planet's energy, etc. That's all. Like everything is built around that, uh, and also yeah, the just the characters, etc. They were like amazing. And that's one of the first Final Fantasy I played. Uh, I played actually, but that's for me. That's still one of the of the best. And also, I really like the the Final Fantasy X because it was the first one on the PS2, mm -hmm. and you had such a like in the in the graphics that was like so beautiful. Like the the it was the first Final Fantasy on PS2. Uh, when I was watching like the the, the cinematics of the other thing, I was like, "Wow, that's just that's just too beautiful." Really right. important questions talking about esports. Your favorite team or teams, and your favorite players. Hmm. Favorite team, I would need to go for G two. Like they had they had a full French roster just before. Now now it's not the case anymore. They still had that. Uh, you know those those French players, etc. But uh, they were here also before before Vitality uh, on CS, you know, and uh, and then I kind of got into their the like their the story they started to build on LOL, etc. And uh, you know they're starting to they started to be really like super successful uh, these uh, these years. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep the pace with the uh, the Korean teams and the Chinese teams, even if they get uh, 0-3 uh, in the finals all the time by the Chinese teams. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the European team that gives me the most like goosebumps, etc. This is one of the teams that had really great strategy behind it. So I think their mm -hmm. strategy is still like uh, created to entertain or something like this, and yeah. you can see like from you know different teams by the same G2, you know, community, they're all united and you can feel mm -hmm. like, even if you're going to watch the video about League of Legends or the video about CSGO, you will immediately know it's the same team, it's G2. Yeah, you'll have that G2 mood all the way, like, there's, in, in any in any roster, being it like LoL, CS, Rocket League, whatever, they're, they're all going to have like that 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 you two vibe in a way and that's what i really liked you know like remember when i talked about like uh law some years ago when i felt kind of you know the the, the storytelling around the teams and uh was not was not that great actually uh, i really feel that g2 i'd say in europe 
because the rest I don't really know that uh, know that much actually. But uh, at least in Europe, they were like the the first to really like to really try something different. They try to go for that kind of like uh, bad guys uh, a way of like doing the things and communicating. They were a bit cocky, etc. And that's what I really liked about them. Like so much people were like, ah, oh, I don't like these guys because blah, blah, blah. They're talking too much and uh, etc. But I was like, no, guys, that's just how it should be. And there's only them that are doing this right now. And from, you know, from the eSports and gaming, let's get closer to Hura agency. And let's start from the beginning. So you already there for like five years. And right now you're an editorial director and just let's explain to, you know, people who maybe don't know what does it mean, who is an editorial director and what are you doing? All right. So basically what I'm doing is that, uh, I'm doing the copywriter job, uh, at Hura, but, uh, I'm, I'm like also checking, uh, when it comes to all, all the teams, not only like, uh, uh, you know the new briefs we have, etc. Like even like the existing clients, where I'm not, I'm I'm not talking, in, uh, I'm not um, working anymore uh, in that team internally. I'm just I'm still here, you know, to to coach and also to be sure like we are as creative as we can be, uh, like anytime. So I'm basically doing anything that implies words, actually. <laughs> Tell me, please, uh, how big is the agency? How many people do we have right now? And uh, like, I know mm. that you're growing really fast, but let's start with like, you know, amount of people and how many creatives or do you have? Um, I'd say, I'd say we are close to 20 now. I'd say, I'd say we are close to 20 and, uh, we are actually four, four, uh, creatives, uh, at the, at the agency, uh, and yeah, we yeah we started to we started to to grow to grow bigger and bigger, and we even like started, created a, a group now because it's not just uh, Hura now, uh, it's Hura Group with uh, agency, studio, and uh, media. We're we are from the same group, but we we're still like different companies. But sometimes we still work together because we need to we need to and. Uh, you know, when when I was saying like studio is is really about you know producing uh, producing uh, visual content. Uh, at some points you at some point you need a, a script etc. So they're gonna they're gonna come to to agency etc. And uh, if like agency creates um, like creates a, a, an advertising campaign uh, where where media is needed, we're gonna contact. Uh, media just to create the right tailored uh, media plan according to to the idea etc so we're just like all working all working together but also we have some projects where we actually don't need to work together because uh, uh, just our clients come and ask for a specific uh, need that only one uh, of this company can um, can really provide and we just go we're just going that way. So we are a group with three different entities that work together from time to time, depending on projects. And uh, and yeah, that's it. Whatever they do in the agency, whatever their role is, uh, like having an additional look is always is always something great to have, I think. And that's that's something we 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 are implementing uh, a lot, and we think it's super 
uh, it's super useful for uh, for some of those uh, of those subjects. Yeah, yeah, and it makes a lot of sense to me that you guys share, you know, what you are doing at the early stage of developing said project. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, my personal opinion, it's helping because with esports, there are many things that you have to understand and yeah. deal with. If you uh, make an ad for I don't know Dota two and you don't know Dota you need someone to take a look at your project because you can, you know, you can make a huge mistake. Yeah. It's not going to work. Sure thing. Um, so getting probably to the most, in- for me, the most interesting question about Hura is when you look at your portfolio, you will see a lot of non-endemic huge clients like Lion, like Domino's mm. Pizza, like Reno. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty impressive because for, you know, esports, a lot of agencies, esports agencies, they work with organizations and teams or endemic clients. Do you guess a different and stuff that you're producing is huge? It's not like, oh, we're making this like a social media post. You're probably making it too, but you're also making like a whole commercial mm-hmm. and, you know, or the whole like a case study. Really exciting things. And question one, how, how the fuck did you get so many non-endemic clients? It's like amazing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's our. It was our goal from the very beginning. It was to attract non-endemic brands to esports because it's just a, uh, like, it's just a super interesting world for them, and also a new way of like diversifying their marketing mix. Also, because mm-hmm. because they're like they they need they know it like it's it's one of uh it's one of those uh stakes that everyone has today is you need to diversify and talk talk digital and you know find new ways to talk to your to your audience and esports and gaming is like one of one of those you know and um <clears throat> and it's a need that the endemic brands have and they also need to be educated a bit about uh, it might take m- m- like way much time but uh but that's also like the most interesting uh even creatively like to uh to bring those brands to a universe they don't really know but uh usually uh usually people also ask the question like uh is there a specific, you know, range of products or range of, you know, of like specific brands that can or cannot be in esports and whatever? And every time, I'm just like, no, I'm no, I don't think so because, like, uh, if you if you find, you know, that uh, that brand DNA that you can, like, that you share with esports, etc., like, you 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 always have a a, a mean to 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 go in there you just need to find the right entry point mm-hmm. and uh and there's no there's no way a brand like from the very beginning cannot be in esports uh, all the brands can and that's that's why also like non-demic brands are super interesting uh creatively to work with uh because and because they're not used to it so it's also a big big challenge to make them understand that they actually do and if they do it this way, uh, it's gonna be authentic, or it's gonna be funny, or both, or and mm-hmm. and your place is just here. You can you can go. Don't worry. It's a really good point that any brand can enter the esports industry and create something that are meaningful and you know successful. Because yeah, there is a lot of opportunities from different brands, like 
if your brand is uh, not used to esports right now it's a good time to get there just because you still have a, a lot of room to be creative and a lot of room to explore things it's not yeah. crowded right now but talking about the you know getting the non-endemic clients let's be a little bit more specifically how it works like you do you like look for pitches around the industry you know around the advertising like oh this is like this brand and they want to do something you know with uh, with esports and you come to them or you have a specific person like someone who basically knock every door and asking like hey guys we have this expertise expertise that we can give you uh or is it like something else because really interesting to know this enter entering point how you mm-hmm. find these clients and how you kind of show them what they can get with Hura. but it's it's actually uh, it's actually a mix of the two because you always you always need like a, a new a new beast person in any agency to go and knock at doors as you said uh, but also like the fact that we are so specific in a way in like e- like the esports and uh, and gaming we have that uh, that expertise we we also had brands that were knocking at our door and be like oh i just heard i just heard about you or i saw I saw in the, you know, this brand in my company that already worked with you and I felt it was super innovative and interesting. So can we just like meet and then talk together to see like uh, how esports and gaming looks, uh, advertising and communication wise, etc. So it's, yeah, I think it's a, a mix, a, a mix of the two and uh and now you have also like many, like many, many networking events or like business events within uh, within esports and uh, and gaming, etc. And and more and more uh, brands are uh, are interested into that actually. So they they just go, they just hang out there and uh, and see what they can learn. And uh, if it clicks, they're just like, okay, that sounds great. I'm gonna talk about uh, about that with my. Um, you know, marketing director, and uh, and see see if we have some uh, some budget to make it work next year, or uh, that's it. But uh, as it is still new for a lot of brands, they don't have like a a pocket that is dedicated to gaming or esports, etc. They actually need to to negotiate it uh, for next year, etc. So mostly it's also like some some projects uh, like take a bit more time. Also for that, you know, that uh, educational part, because uh, like I'm talking for Hura, like we need to educate clients so that they also can educate internally and show show people and deciders uh, internally that esports is the is the is the the way to go for next year or whatever. So it also like takes time to to uh, put things in place and then. Then, as soon as we have a, a go or a budget, etc., we start exploring uh, cool creative ideas to to make it work. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, yeah, make it like points. So, at first, you already have a reputation, right? You have a reputation, and it works for you. It's bringing you clients, and just because you already produce something great, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have like classic new business, someone who, and I think. His job is like very important, but a little bit easier than in traditional agencies because you basically bring in something new. You like basically saying like, "Hey, we have something that mm. not so many creatives, not so many agencies can, you know, basically produce and do." Yeah. Which is definitely helps a lot to get these clients. Then you have you know these events that you mentioned. This is an interesting point. I didn't 
you know, this networking thing also that spread awards and like, you know, rumors about the agency help you to get, you know, more clients. And then, and then we have the last point that basically some clients like say, so yeah, they know that they want to try esports. They don't know whom they want to call. And once they basically Google, you know, like esports creative agency, yeah. there's a curate going to be one of the first that will appear. Yeah. Even like if you're not in France, it's just, you know, that's how it is right now. Uh, also, also you have that, uh, you have more and more like sports agency that, um, you know, their client asked them like, uh, yeah, can, like, can you do the, the strategy for next year, etc. Oh, and also I heard about that thing, you know, gaming, esports, etc. Do you think there, there is something we could do, etc. And from time to time, we, we can also like be contacted by, uh, by some like sports agency or even mainstream agency they're, they're just like we trust you for the esports part uh, uh our client just asked us to integrate esports into the into the strategy what do you think uh, do you have any like anything to propose etc so that's also a way to 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 get new clients Do you have like a specific deck of presentations that like this is esports or it was just a workshop? What was like, you know, these like small steps, specific steps that you had to, you know, to do before you actually. <laughs> we legit have a presentation uh, uh, that is named Hurrah for Esports that we, uh, that we uh, show our clients from time to time, you know, like the new clients we're getting in touch with. Uh, but that's funny you talk about Lion because one thing that we did actually with them is to bring them to an esports event, like right away. Just like, okay, okay, come come with us and you'll see. <laughs> come with us and, and, and you'll see. And we just like bring them to the, um, uh, it, I think it was an LEC final in Paris. Uh, like in the big, uh, in the big arena in Paris. And they were like, wow, that looks that looks great. Like the the atmosphere is is amazing. People are super pa passionate and and they were like, yeah, okay, I know, I know, I know what you mean. And that was super nice. I I couldn't I couldn't like I didn't get a thing, but I still had a great time. You know, uh, even like just watching people, etc. I didn't I didn't understand what was uh, what I was watching. Like all the all the uh, during all the, during the whole final, but uh, I still had a great time, and yeah, yeah, I know, I know where you mean, right? And uh, I think I think that was uh, that was actually a good idea to bring them to bring them here so that they can really like see what happens. Like it it, it was especially for uh, offline uh, events. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know uh, man, that we wanted to bring them here. But, it's yeah. a brilliant idea, I have to say. It's actually really smart, and that's like you know the point that whoever is listening to us, this is a really good thing to do. You uh not showing you know like oh there is a video you basically take the client right now we can't do it sorry but soon you yeah know, you show them what's going on you show them the scale because these tournaments it's not like one thousand people it's huge it's stadiums and then you show them emotions because uh emotions that's going on you know during the you know offline events it's basically like a huge sports event it's like you go with your friends to watch your favorite teams football teams or you know american yeah. football teams and the emotions that you will have there this is something that connects these two worlds like sports traditional sports and esports emotions and feelings about your team mm -hmm. 
But this is, you know, uh, taking clients and showing them what's going on. I yeah. went with like, you know, put yeah. it right Just make them mode. experience it right away. <laughs> I think you, again, gave me good advice about, uh, gave me good advice that um, you have to help the client, the client to figure out what they want with esports and what they can get. And, you know, some clients, even I met them, it's like, we know the Fortnite is hot. It's like, you know, it's like everyone talking about it. We want to do something in Fortnite when their audience is basically way more older than Fortnite audience. And for them, you know, that like mobile, like Dota 2 or like, you know, Counter-Strike will be a better fit. However, you start with talking to them, you know, like you said, you're explaining them what's, what's the difference between all these games, because yeah it's a lot of different okay uh clement let's get to you know real cases and real stuff that you produce at hura it's perion esports right it's a betting website exactly yep um let's see you i think you produce guys two commercials let's see one of them together and then basically talk a little about about you know the whole thing <laughs> Yes! Yes! Yeah. <rire> C'était ouf, mec! Quoi? Le CT, il clutch en force bite en 1v3. Après, il met un gros one tap, il récupère la WAP, wall bang sur le deuxième, et Ninja diffuse dans la smoke. Et du coup, eh ben, j'ai gagné mes paris. Ok. Avec parionesport.fr, pariez gratuitement sur les games qui vous passionnent. Actually, that website, Parion, Parion Esport. Uh, it was uh, an initiative of the like uh, you know the the big 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 company in France that uh, basically owns uh, you know all the the money money games etc. Mm -hmm. um, and they wanted to they had their sports uh, betting website of course and they were interesting they were interested into creating their um, their esports betting website. Thing is, in France, you you still don't have the right to put money on esports websites and on esports uh, on esports um, gambling. Sorry. Uh, now you can have bets uh, on esports. That's not that's not uh, regulated yet. Looking at this right now, uh, do you think the same strategy will work? You know, in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, or because it was the first website, was the first betting website, that was the right way to do. But right now, they, it should be something else. Yeah, right now, if, if I had the same brief, I'm pretty sure I would go with a, a different, uh, in a different way. But at this moment, it just felt like this was this was the way we really wanted to to bring here, and the way we really wanted wanted to uh, to bring. So, you know, yeah, the, you know, conveying that, uh, yeah, we got you. You know, we got you, vibe um uh, like we know we know what you're talking about and uh and yeah compared to other other betting uh betting ads mm, the thing is for like the way i'm seeing betting ads in esports for now it's it's mostly csgo that i really that i really that i really watch here and it's mostly you know uh, almost uh in-game in-game footage and crazy clutches etc and there's no um there's not that much uh irl situations and uh you know thrill mm -hmm. uh etc so yeah i think i think we 
what was nice about that ad is that we managed to create a betting an esports betting ad without actually showing esports at all and just like making making people hear the the action that the guy just like just watch and uh, experience and uh, and like when you know when you know the when you know the that esports you you kind of see it in your head when he when he's talking about it you know mm-hmm. and uh that's why the, the that's what uh i really like about that uh, compared to like if we if we if we need to compare it to like um other other betting ads it's like what i really like is that we we had that esports vibe without without you know going to the facility of uh just showing showing esports moves etc so we're gonna talk about Lyad, about the I think it's the first project, right? Yeah, the first project we did for Lion, yeah. So you know, uh the full the full case study will be playing, but uh, you know while it's playing I wanna talk to you a little. Uh first of all, can you you know make a summary of the idea for people who just like just wanna know what happens there. Yeah. All right, so I'll try to to be fast on that one, but uh, actually, the first this is the first uh, project we did for Lion Serials, and it was uh, it was meant to be like a, a French uh, activation. So they were they started with uh, activating esports at the French level, and then uh, we went like European and pan-European. And here at that time, uh, they asked us like, yeah, what, what could we do uh, within esports, etc. And we were like, yeah, Lion Heroes is like the, the, the brand of the, like the wild pleasure, etc. So we just asked ourselves the question. So like, what is, what is wild in esports? And we just had to go for the fans, like fans just, just ace it like at any, um, at any like offline event, etc. And actually in league of legends the french crowd is really known to be like super super loud super like uh super wild actually so the thing is that that year that uh leon serial uh briefed us uh there was no uh, no offline event uh in france for league of legends uh so we were like fuck it we're gonna bring the french fans to Final, and we created so uh, a booster club in a way, and um, so we asked uh, the wildest French fans to like the the activation was uh, just like shouting uh, uh, as strong as you can in your in your mic and explode our website, and uh, if you manage to if you manage to to explode the whole thing. Uh, you enter the draw flat to be part of the like 100 people we we bring here. 100 people. Excuse, uh, me, excuse me, Clement. Yeah. Where was the final? It was in Hamburg. Hamburg, got it. Hamburg. Yeah. So we just organized the whole thing. It was a all inclusive trip. Uh, they had their their tickets to the to the final. Transportation, uh, the, the accommodation, hotel in. Uh, in uh, Hamburg, etc., and we just like gave them uh, like branded jerseys so that we really, so that they really looked like a, a booster club, etc. And we and they were like and we just like uh, opened the the gates of the arena and they were getting 
absolutely crazy in the in the thing and there was they were they were shouting like uh like a whole a whole arena but there were 100 you know yeah. so basically what you did you brought 100 fans to the final to the league of legend final and all of them proved that they are wildest and loudest french fans yeah this is very simple clean and you know like a very good idea to show at first esports it's it's very emotional some fans mm -hmm. going crazy and you want to be part of this community because that's the emotions that you can get and that was actually crazy because people were like german people were asking like who the hell are they like what uh, what what is what is happening etc like is it is it a team jersey that they have because it was like we really like printed professional jerseys uh, like branded jerseys with uh, like wildest fans mm -hmm. um while this fan on it etc so we felt like it felt like they were all part of like the same group and they were just here like to just to yeah to go wild yeah. to go wild and we had like that big that big flag also that we printed that we had you know you have in some football stadiums etc so we just wanted to make things big and just uh show show europe that french fans were uh were were the best there <laughs> Yeah. That was funny because you had like a uh, Hans Sama, the um, the French ADC, um, that was actually playing uh, playing uh, there, and uh, he tweeted, I think he tweeted like, uh, oh, uh, I pre I heard the national French anthem uh, like ten times during uh, during the finals, but it was in Hamburg. What the fuck, the French fans you were so like, what the oh, hell is man. happening? And like all the the people from the wildest fans were answering the guy and being like, yeah, that was us, that was us, the wildest fans, etc. So yeah, that was crazy because even like the 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 people in the in that in that group of person were like super proud to 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 be there and like give the best that they they had and mm. you know shout because they've been a representation of French fans exactly. And it's funny, exactly. I, I, I can imagine you know just being like. There and like just randomly, Le Brave Jean de la, and you're like, oh my, this is like, <laughs> we are French fans. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. Questions that I have right now to get back and ask you, why Lion as a client? Why did they realize that they want to do esports? What happened that they like, guys, we should do esports right now instead of you know many other things that they could use from the basic <clears throat> stuff to you know whatever. We're gonna do music. We're gonna do. Why they choose to do esports? And they were they were kind kind enough, if I may say, to like accept to take those risks for them, uh, because as you said, like a usual usual brand uh, would you know kind of go for sponsoring first, and then we'll see. Uh, I'm just taking the ROI and uh, etc. But they trusted us immediately. And they were like, okay, we, we, we trust you. If you tell us it's the right way to go, we're gonna we're gonna go all in, etc. And they did and it worked pretty well. So yeah. So they test the water, they realize the potential, they realize that they have a have a team to, you know, to do this work. And they they started to do more and more. But before mm -hmm. we will get to the next cases, to the next things, I wanna ask you. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you silly questions about the budget and this stuff, but I want to ask you about the timeline. What was the timeline from we got the brief to we got the case study, you know, already edited? What was this? Mm. You know, how long did it take you guys to make a trail? Do you remember? Um, 
I would say I would say six six months or something like that, just from A to Z, mm-hmm. uh, because it was it, it was still like a, a big thing to organize. It was like a, a trip for like one hundred uh, like one hundred fans, etc. So, uh, so for the for the from the brief to the case study, I would say six months because we we had a lot of a lot of, a lot to prepare because we. Uh, to let people know, also we we shot like a a small a small video with the uh, influencers that were like, yeah, just come with us uh, and uh, and shout because we are like we're we're the wildest uh, we are we're going to be the wildest fans because like French fans is the, are the best. So let's show let's show Europe that we are the best, etc. Mm-hmm. So we had to produce those videos, then get the website ready uh, to to get the activation along, and then just like. Book the uh, book the the travel and make sure every the papers everything like that was that was a nightmare I can remember uh, oh, yeah so... the project manager that had uh, that that had nightmare uh, because of that project but, uh, yeah. but yeah I can see yeah I can see the problem with one hundred people and documents and all those things and like just being in control of such a crowd. Mm. <laughs> but they were they were actually so nice. They were just glad to be here and uh and they they were just like play, playing the game actually because of course you know when we had an after movie afterwards and uh and of course uh Lyon wanted to have the pictures of you know people that with the with the brand etc mm-hmm. and it was actually the the people that uh, that won the the thing that went to us and we're like hey guys if you need something like me me being with the cereals and making a thumbs up it's whatever you want you can take a photo <laughs> etc and they were like super super um, super into it and i was like yeah i can understand why the why people are always saying that our generation is really like aware of like the all the the you know the marketing and advertising way of doing thing you know mm-hmm. so it, it was that much uh so that they were just coming to us and be like i know you just want Lyon to be happy because they know we were the agency you know and they were like yeah we know you just want Lyon to be happy so if you if you want me just to come with a pack of cereals and be like i'm super happy etc just call me and i'm i'm gonna come etc so yeah that was super funny the words just generally generally super glad to be here and super the, the funny thing is that uh actually like one one year one year after etc when we were going to french lands we were seeing people that were with the the wildest fan jersey you know and they were there and they still had that and we had the discord afterwards with with everyone that they were always asking like uh, hey guys are you going to to paris for the the lec final i'm coming i'll be wearing my wildest fans jersey etc let's meet there and and they were like Whoa, we are they're they're actually stick together. That's super funny. This is amazing. Yeah, community. You guys you help yeah. friends and you build the community and also got a great case study. So I my personal opinion that many other brands, many other non-endemic, you know, requests that you got came from this one because that was like, wow, this is this is great. This is amazing for esports and this is great in general as a you know advertising. So good good thing to have in your portfolio if you want to do esports project <laughs> so uh probably the last question about this this activation is 
uh, when you sh when the client realizes scale, you know, uh, they decided to go, you know, to produce more stuff. But again, uh, talking about education at the first, you know, at the beginning, did you have to educate them a lot? And when it came to the next project, was it way smoother? Was it like client already re knowing what they are doing or it's still step-by-step -step education from the project mm. to the next one and then and then? I still it's still step by step because you you can go from from zero or ten to like one hundred percent right away. Um, they I, I I'm pretty sure like they learned a lot uh, through this uh, activation and campaign. Uh, but also the thing that we needed to to do for the next project is to go from the French level to the European level. So we were. Not, not always talking with the same persons, etc. And we we need to make it go to the to the next level, actually. Uh, so we need to again educate more and more people in a, in another scale, etc. Mm -hmm. So we had to do the work all over, all over. That's just part of the job, right? I know that's that's just part of the job. Reality. So yeah, that's the reality that you have with non-endemic brands. <laughs> And moving to the next one, moving to the next project I want to talk about with you. And this is basically commercial and a big one. And this time I will ask you a few silly questions like if you can share with me what was the budget, what was the goal, what was the struggle with the client? Because I know with the, you know, with the commercial, sometimes it's, it's shorter. So that's why a lot of, you know, different conversations can happen with a client with from the, you know from the idea point to the production point but at first let's take a look let's see this uh commercial for lion that you guys produced what we call a wild esports fan. So, uh, it is a really nice commercial. And just why, why I'm talking, you know, with such excitement in general commercials for esports, uh, it's not a usual thing. And right now it's getting, you know, more and more uh, attention because of brands like Mercedes and you know huge huge uh, brands like Coca-Cola but tell me how like when this thing when this commercial was produced I think it was three years ago so yeah three or three or two years ago maybe three yeah I'd say three yeah, so three years ago, the thing like the commercial exists, it's actually a big deal because at first you're taking, from the client perspective, you're taking risk, you don't know, it's, it's not so many stuff like this being already produced. So you can be like, oh, let's just, you know, take their data, take their numbers and compare, uh, you know, to what we want to achieve to our KPIs. So uh, you guys manage them to kind of, you know, <laughs> Well, the struggle and basically give you this opportunity to make a commercial. First of all, let's go with the strategy. Uh, we got the joke, yeah, we, it's very inside joke, inside esports world joke, which I love about this commercial. 
but tell me more about the brief. What was the strategy uh, and what what was the task? What was the client, you know, goal? Yeah, so the, the whole point here was to uh, kind of like uh, adapt our esports communication to the new brand platform. It was, the, so they, before it was sort of wide pleasure, etc. And uh, I think that's mother that uh, created the Lion Heroes brand brand platform like three years ago around the Lion style uh, mm -hmm. motto. The what is Lion style is like making things bigger, bolder, you know, being um, being super confident, etc. And um, and what they asked us to to do is like to to create that uh, key asset, that key commercial that would explain to to esports fans and gamers what being esports fan lion style really means you know so they they tasked us with that and we're like okay that's a quite of a of a of a hard task but yeah we'll 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 manage to and uh actually it was pretty hard because uh you you know the drill like uh, when you don't have um um, like licensing or uh, a sponsorship, etc. It's kind of hard to talk about esports because because it's not like sports. Like esports is owned by someone, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and you can just go all the way and talk about it or show footage and whatever. And it's too risky and that's super hard. So we just we just like figured out the way to go. We just like just go for the memes. Just go for the memes, like no one owns the memes and and we just thought like what is like one of the funniest and um most well known uh meme esports and uh that that has other European scale mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, the EU better than NA needs to be needs to be there because you see it in the chat all the times, etc. Every time that is like a, the World Cup and TSM get uh, get out of groups, uh, everyone is just like spamming you better than NA, etc. So we're just like, okay, let's do something with the uh, with the meme, the EU better than NA uh, meme, and uh, and people will love it basically because it's so unusual that a non-endemic brand. Uh, gets it and and you know use it in an authentic way that people will like fans will automatically uh have a positive feeling about the you know about that ad and about the brand you know yeah so you mentioned and i kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna show the reaction when you actually <laughs> broadcasted this uh <laughs> this commercial during the live event and the reaction was pretty great people got excited yeah. about this set so a uh, question was it a surprise for you guys that like oh we got we this ad resonates with the audience with was it got the jokes they like it uh or you know before you actually you know saw the reaction did you have a fear that it could be a you know a lot of hate <laughs> Just, always it's always, always. that's horrible because you know or even like when the uh, when your ad is aired for the first time on Twitch, etc., you have you have the chat answering right away. You know you can see there instantly. So you're you're ah, oh, that, that was super super stressful. And here it was even worse because it was 
like in real life in a stadium and if they are booing your ad is going to resonate you know and you're going to feel it in your bones and that's going to be a horrible time yeah. but deep like deep inside i was sure because like this ad made me laugh it made like everyone laugh at the agency the few people we showed it they were like ah okay that's funny i get it okay and um i was like i'm, I'm i was pretty sure it was gonna work but it's, in secret, I was just praying, like, please, 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 just work. Please, just work. We are moving to the next one again. Huge, famous brand with a with a history and background. And you guys achieved to produce something pretty cool for them, too. <laughs> and I'm talking about Domino's Pizza. And, uh, and also Coca-Cola, I think. Is it like, was it like a bundle together? Yeah. Exactly. That was for uh, that was for a combo a combo menu. Wow. In okay. the U.S. So this could be funny, you know, funny one to talk about because you have yeah. so many things to kind of to keep in your mind to produce stuff. Let's see. Let's take a look on one uh, together. Then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play all of them and maybe some all other things. Maybe something from I found about this campaign in social in general. Oh. Looking at my collection. Six million dollar Echo Slam. 2012, D-Play. And this. The next big esports moment could be tonight. Order now at dominoes.com. So, uh, let's start with this. How many commercials, how many spots did you guys produce? Is it like, it's it more than one. It's like four or five, I don't know, three. Uh, it was three for for that one. It was three. We had the Dota version, we had a fighting game version, and we had the League of Legends version. Yeah, because they wanted to to broadcast that uh, that that offer because it's actually in a, for uh, like a, a special offer uh, right before uh, for League of Legends it was Worlds, uh, for fighting games it was Evo. And for Dota, I think it was the the the, the international. international. So they actually wanted to uh, mediatize this to just be broadcasted right before the event and be like, ah, don't forget if you want to, your friends watching the event, just order uh, our special special bundle and uh, and there you go and have a great time. Okay, and now we're getting to the you know the bundle point, like how that happened from the beginning. Who found who? And uh, it's like Coca-Cola and it's Domino's together. And mm. what was the brief? Is it like, you know, tell me a little bit more of the background. If I remember, our main contact was uh, at Coca-Cola. Uh, because actually we went to shoot this ad to... We went to Atlanta because that's where their uh, headquarters are. Uh, and it was more convenient for them. Uh, but yeah. I think our main contact was Coca-Cola. And I guess it's, you know, one of those... Uh, budgets that are are shared with like two two brands that are are communicating to together etc. You have the same thing with uh, you know uh, hardware like uh, like the the PC and Intel. And if you know you show Intel in the in the end of the app, then Intel brings you some gives you some media buy budget etc. Yeah. So it's kind of a joint joint initiative. But I, I, if I, if if I remember well, I, I think it's Coke that was our uh, our main um, point of contact uh, for that ad. Yeah. Got it. And here I want to talk about the workflow, and uh, you know, probably again like this. 
steps that you had to 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 make before you get you know the thing produced because at first you have uh, two different brands right then you have uh you can tell you can be specific about this tournaments right you can't spell like any names any like uh you know like saying like oh it's for international no you have to kind of you know kind of give a hint and <laughs> show you know so people will understand and as and also it's like again it's esports world and so many things around so many things to keep in mind tell me a yeah. little bit you know about the creative workflow and uh, how did you manage to kind of you know kind of keep everything together so it's not falling apart just by like oh it's like it's just it's commercial it's just coca-cola mm. so we just we just started to to think of the like the the way we wanted it to to feel like because we were thinking it, it's it's like a super it's a promotional thing so it's even harder to create a a, a nut that makes sense uh when you are like promoting a bundle it's not about you know talking about the it's not a branding spot it's really like product and you want to drive sales you know uh so it was super hard to create a story out of it but we we still managed to find that uh, that entry that was like the just like the the esports moments because um we didn't actually need to create a consumption moment mm -hmm. because you when you're hanging out with your friends to watch like a, a football match or a basketball match or esports mm -hmm. uh and if you want if you want to you know a, a good night etc you're going to order some food etc etc so uh this is already happening like people are already uh ordering uh, dominoes to do viewing parties uh between friends, etc. So like we just had to explain to the client, like no worries, this already exists. You don't need to to like uh, tell them that they should because they do it already. You just need to build a story around it, and that's what we need to do here because that guy keeps just like the he's just keeping the the pizza boxes as trophies uh, um, because like each of these pizza boxes uh, represent a specific esports move that made history mm -hmm. and uh at, and for every of those moments he was eating a pizza a domino's pizza and having a coke with his friends at home because they were watching the thing together yeah Got it. so that's why he's like showcasing kind of his trophy uh you know, just like in a museum, etc. So he, he explained that it's, it's very specific to him. You know, ah, uh, oh, this one I remember. Uh, it was the uh, the six million dollar Echo Slam, etc. And there, he's talking about precise, uh, iconic esports moment that he experienced while having a, a, a Domino's at home. Yeah. And talking about new stuff, we're gonna talk about this uh you know case studies that have been produced uh tell me please this year or 2019 um it was july this year july this yep. year so it's very fresh amazing gaming is the new hype right with the tremendous amount of new possibilities it brings every brand wants a slice of the cake but it's not that easy okay. how do you get it's from not happening out is there. the worst while it's still playing on the background please summarize and tell you know basically what's the idea and what you guys made 
All right. So really quickly, the context was, uh, well, 2020, COVID, etc. Uh, it sucks, but um, uh, it's, it's still with Lion. And uh, it was for Lion Friends uh, at that time. Uh, the thing is that they prepared like a, a, a packet to, to sponsorize a, an esports event in France. And with COVID, it got canceled, of course. So they just knocked and were like, uh, hey guys, uh, we have a bit of leftover budget. Do you have a, just like a, a nice idea uh, just to, to like uh, engage uh, French, uh, French gamers? We just, we just started to, to think. It was like the most, the, like the broadest brief ever in a way uh just like yeah just do something nice uh it can be for esports it could be for gaming it could be like uh streaming etc so what we just uh uh thought about it was like uh during the the lockdown especially in france uh you had a lot of streamers that uh, were actually organizing uh playing like gaming parties uh during the during the the nights and they were playing like more games like a uh, kind of cultural cultural games or uh, you know pictionary you know that's scribble.io etc and um and during the lockdown the french like the uh, french viewers really really enjoy like one game that is geoguessr um that that had a lot 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 of success uh among among French streamers, so it's just you know a, a website that drops you in a random point of the planet, and using um, using Google Street View, you just need to find the exact uh, exact point where you are, where you're at, and uh, we just we were just thinking with uh, Julien the actor like ah oh, that would be so awesome to do something uh, something around that. And uh, so we just imagined the raw map where we actually created a, a map uh, for Lyon Serials where mm -hmm. all the starting points are lions, being them statues, being them like name of bars. You know, in the UK, you have uh, bars that are like the, the three lions or the black lion or whatever, logos, uh, graffitis in, uh, in uh, South America, etc. And we just like aggregated, I think like more than 200 and 250 points around the world and created our very own game mode in the, on the GeoGuessr website. And, um, and, uh, we had, uh, we had streamers play the, play the thing, uh, live during one, uh, during one, uh, one streaming party and they all enjoyed it like a lot. And the, the chat world where I was also like, Super, like they are like oh that's super smart etc so that that felt also like super 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 nice to us but like having having the influencer having fun you know doing the doing the activation was actually actually really really enjoyable because you you could feel that they were having a real good time mm -hmm. and that you know these these the influencers they're like super bored when a brand comes and they're like, yeah, can you just do this or show that ad or do that, you know? And we just came to them and we're like, hey guys and girls, like, we know you've been playing Jorgesser a lot these times. Uh, we just like, 
we just want to like want to have a, a good time together we created a map especially for you the whole trick is that there's a lion in the beginning so just if you could take like three or four seconds in the very beginning and to say like oh there is the lion and then try and try to find your way etc that would be great and like all the influencers were super happy to participate and and they were like yeah guys whenever whenever you want for a second batch a batch of a of a of raw map and uh and that's it so it was just like you know gra grabbing a, a a game that was a bit hype and uh bringing natural brand presence in it mm -hmm. you don't you don't even have the logo or whatever it's just like we are lion we are just creating a a map with a lions as starting as starting point and everyone can play and uh and yeah there you go yeah and yeah this is really yeah it's a creative idea it's really really you know uh i won't say unusual but i want to say that it's something that like oh it's not the surface it's not like you, mm -hmm. you, you guys went deeper and uh, you, I, you i can also see the trust between you and you know the brand because it's a didn't wait until the like Q4 when you know you will have you know some budget left 2020 for still Q3 and they're like mm. we have a budget let's do it and that's the trust that's you know after so many you know successful projects they already like these guys gonna do something that we will all you know enjoy and that that's amazing uh, just two questions about this project in uh, the first one will be about the you know the audience and uh, my question i know it's like you're basically targeting the streamers audience mm -hmm. but uh was there any specification or any results it was impressive like oh we get a lot of impressions from like audience way younger that we accepted or way older or it's basically you know it just went as as you've been thinking about it any surprises there <laughs> any anything that was you know surprising no real surprises because we we really wanted to also like choose very different profiles of uh, of influencers first to guarantee you know having a a, a, a real diversity among the, the influencers we, we we've chosen for uh, uh for that um for that activation but also to also because we we know that you know we 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 know that this streamer or this streamer has more of that or that community and younger a younger one we try to have like a a smart mix of uh of um of communities and uh it worked it worked pretty well and you, we had some uh, even like some influencers that was used that were used to like spend some time together to organize like uh, gaming parties etc so the mood were, was also like super welcoming etc so 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 yeah and we live tweeted the event also like to make sure that people see it uh and uh, you know taking we took like twitch clips of the uh of the gaming party to post post them on twitter and comment a bit uh you know chatting with the influencers mm -hmm. etc so so that uh, so that it works but yeah we try to be like the like as broad as possible yeah. few last questions just in, in general about hura and you know esports first of all yeah we all live in this new normal world with the lockdown and with the pandemic uh tell me a little how did it and how it's still affecting you know your uh, agency agencies that you work at it's a, a new way of doing things. 
that's a bit a bit hard. You kind of missing your colleagues, etc. Because because I mean, at some point you need you just need to see faces. Like screens are okay, but faces. I mean, that's that's always better. Being it to work with, being it to like eat with uh, during lunch breaks, etc. Like it brings you that social that social thing that uh, you know working is just not it's not only about working and getting money in the end of the month. It's also like you know seeing people. Uh, interacting with them, etc. So that that is that is missing a lot for sure. But uh, but mostly I would say for for creative purpose also, like all the all those time where you just like hang out with the uh, other you know other other creatives in the in the agenda, just discuss together, and you can just like go to the other room and come back and you know ask a question to a to a, to anyone. And I feel like. Anyway, the like the face to face. I know you even when you're brainstorming, like the face to face way is still like the best the best way. You know, even like giving feedback, brainstorming, anything that's way easier when you're doing it face to face. But uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna we're we're gonna get done anyway. But uh, yeah, I'm missing I'm missing time still. That's a, that's a bit it's starting to be a bit annoying. That's that will be like a, a year soon. And that's why I want to talk about the future and the future of Hura and your plans for the next year. Maybe you can tell me about, you know, like a creative challenges that you want to face uh, new clients and maybe a little about how you're going to, how you guys developing the structure that's like the, the media, the studio and the agency, like just yeah, share as much as possible about the future of Hura. Personally, I want to also like explore some, uh uh you know some stuff that i didn't really had the opportunity to work on for now like i don't know maybe like doing doing a big i, I would i would like to like do a big sports collab actually like sports and sports collab that would be great uh but also you know just just having new new subjects uh with like uh uh like other other client even even like in weird in that you couldn't really imagine in esports at first, but then you find that thing again. You know, you find that thing, and you're like, okay, that's where that's where we wanna that's where we wanna go with them. And uh, there, there, there's like they are always like the most interesting brief to have. Uh, so uh, yeah, more more of those briefs, briefs, please. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love those moments. I love those moments. It's just like. Uh, getting crazy, uh, getting crazy about uh, about ideas. So, so yeah, I can't wait for uh, for the next batch uh, of briefs, and then uh, yeah, continue to uh, to make the new structure work. Um, studio, media, agency work uh, work a lot together, but also like uh, uh, making them uh, making these uh, <clears throat> these new um, this new company. Uh, prosper etc so so yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the of the big uh, big thing to do in 2021 i think like stabilizing uh stabilizing the whole the whole thing and uh and continue continue working you know juggling between the like the the three companies within mm -hmm. hura group got it okay and i think that's all for today and i want to say that at first, I wish you guys a lot of luck and 
I want you to keep doing what you're already doing because stuff that you're making, it's very inspiring. And you're a great example for any others, you know, esports agencies have to be creative in the world of esports and in general have to be outstanding from other, you know, basic and almost, you know, right now, traditional esports advertising, but you just show like you mm-hmm. know, hype moments and stuff like this. But also it was great to have you today and, you know, to talk to you and discuss so many yep. interesting things. I, I feel like I learned like something, to, even I learned something new today and it's, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. But thank yeah. you, Nick, for the converse. That means a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. So yeah, today was me with Clement de Brin from Hurai Agency Paris. And yeah, see you guys next probably months. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you.